listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. We're here and you're listening. Yay. Thank you for coming back. Welcome to our living room. Pull up a chair. The kettle's on. We'll make you some tea. Welcome to- or coffee. Yeah. <laughs> the whole scene. I didn't like I didn't like coffee until very late in life. So I now love coffee so much. I went to Cuba and I came back just very addicted to caffeine. Well, do they do the type of coffee there where the grounds stay in the bottom a little bit? Or it's it's extra strong, it's got a little kick to it? No. I'm gonna say just yes, because that sounds really fancy. <laughs> Um, I just didn't want to create a hypothetical living room without caffeine. But welcome. Mm-hmm. We're so happy to have you in our living room. Yeah. And actually, I think I but we, I actually just, the doorbell just rang, so maybe we should go. Should we, we should go get the door? Go get the door. It seems like, oh my gosh, it's it's Mary Holland. <laughs> Hi, it's raining outside. Sorry, please. We're so sorry to leave you out there. Yeah, it was freezing. Who am I? Andy? No, no, not at all. We would never. We were doing Come the whole like coffee tea thing. Please sit oh, down. Coffee and tea? I'll yeah, have d- none. Whoa, <laughs> she's tough. <laughs> Just kidding. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. uh, for those who somehow don't know, uh, this is Mary Holland. Hi. There was no rain. There was no rain, but she made up that there was rain because she's an actress, a performer, <laughs> an improviser. Yes. She's- that was She's all those, improvised. Believe it or that's not. The, yeah. That's the kind of talent you get with our guest. Uh, she's appeared on lots of funny TV shows, movies, and she's even in Parks and Recreation. So you are technically our first Parks and Rec guest. Wow. I, I'm What an honor. I'm so excited to be here. For those who are now going to go look for Mary, it's <laughs> season seven, episode two. So spoiler alert, um, a lot so changes. Spoiler yeah. alert, yeah. It's you got to do a scene with the Joan Calamezzo. That's right. That's what, <laughs> yes. How was that? Oh, it was a blast. Mo is so fun, so funny. It was such a warm person. It was so fun playing with her. Is there any when degree we, of like method to her acting, or does she just turn it on? Oh, In she terms just of like, she, okay. she turns yeah. it right on. But I will say. Her look as Joan is very done up. So even if she her disposition is totally like sweet and warm and lovely as she is, the the look is still there. So, <laughs> so it really once she like flips that little switch and becomes Joan, it's just a full body experience. <laughs> I love I love that. Uh, spoiler alert. I guess this doesn't spoil anything else about the series, but you, yeah, you play a recovering addict and Joan's doing a segment in rehab and it's a very funny bit. (laughs) That's right. She, uh, she calls me out by name and then I respond with, this was supposed to be anonymous. It's a great line. I would say it steals the whole series. It's really why we're doing this podcast. (laughs) It's why I started this podcast. I thought- Wow, Mary Holland is so good in Parks and Rec. Hmm, Parks and Rec. I like that show. Yeah, yeah. maybe I'll just do, yeah, maybe. And then eventually we will get to the climax of the show, which is Mary Holland's one line. Do the podcast so guys, for the job you want, not us. the job you have. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. And this is not even your first Mike Sure show. You, I saw you in The Good Place. That's right. I went, Mary Holland. 
happened. And I pointed to my TV. <laughs> and I heard it. I don't know if you knew this, but whenever you shout my name at a TV, I can hear it because that's how TV works. Anytime you like engage with people who are on television in your living room or you're watching mm. a movie, they can always hear what you're saying. So just, you know. Bear I read it's mind. a little painful. Is that true? It's uh, nice, yeah. but it's a little bit painful. It's it's a little bit painful because mm. the mic is turned up full on in my head. So any sort of voice is just like you know, really ear piercing. But I'm, I'm I, yeah, I'm glad you hear it because I I shouted at my TV a lot, even in commercials. Mary pops up in a lot of commercials. I want to say AT and T. That's this right. Is, I'm pulling. Look That's at me. That's right. Look at you. I know my, I know my Mary Holly You know your cell phone plans. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, we talk a little bit on this show about the British version of The Office, mm-hmm. Parks, uh, Slides and Swings. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had some people, t- you know, it's a very, it's a, a much darker British humor. Now, Mary, for those who don't know, plays a much larger role in the British version. The addict that she plays for only one scene on Parks and Rec right. has a whole season arc oh on my Slides gosh. and Swings. Honestly, the show becomes about me for a mm-hmm. full season. I, I become like, all the other plot lines sort of revolve around me. I'm kind of the um, the linchpin for a lot of characters. Well, it's every lines. one of the 12 steps and you're sort of like guiding us through yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah. And the it park really takes a backseat. Yeah. yeah. It does. It was yeah. not even a thing. <laughs> no, it was just, it was interesting when the show stopped using episode titles and it was just step one, step mm. two, as told through Mary's character. Yeah, we thought that would be more effective because then it's open to interpretation for the audience of like, okay, how does how does this reflect step one in the character development of this show? Of of Victoria Victoria Herzog or Vic, mm. Vicky Hertz. Vicky Hertz, as her friends call on, her. <laughs> on slides. Were you worried when Slides and Swings became an American show? I mean, The Office, I know fans of the original were really nervous were you right. were you excited and then were you sad when you got so cut down in the american version i yeah i was so excited because i really i hinged everything on this be, being a success like i mm-hmm. had um i had packed up my apartment i had like broken up with my boyfriend i was like goodbye i'm headed for stardom and then you know there i am just one line and <sighs> You, I'm not even. You don't even see me for most of the scene. So yeah, it was I devastating. They, they sent you the pilot to Vicky Hertz, uh-huh. and then you were just looking for Vicky, and you're just like, "Where am I?" And they said, "Wait seven seasons." Yeah, for the American version. They said, "Wait seven seasons," and guess Hollywood. what? Hollywood, you're not going to need to memorize much. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like the time for a spinoff is nigh. So oh I yeah, think, well I, I hope think so. Still, yeah. Yeah. Let's follow Vicky Hertz in the big city. Why not? I would actually say maybe it might be a good time to to go through another breakup and move out again. Because okay. I just feel like yeah, I'll do it. I'm about hunch. to get married, yeah. but I think you're right. I'm just gonna throw that in the trash and just keep moving forward. Cause stardom <laughs> is right there on the horizon. I can feel it. <laughs> um now now Mary has agreed to join us in what we always do, the A story, B story retelling. I'm so excited because Mary and I are both going to take on the A story. We watched, we just watched season Mm -hmm. two, episode three of Parks and Recreation, known as step three on slides and swings, but not in the American version. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to break it down. Let's break it down. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming on the show. Mary and I have met a couple times for the listeners. 
I say we're going to tell the A story, but now I just want to say we've met. Tell well, yes, and I should give it a couple yeah. texts. We yeah. should give context. I feel like we, yes. Uh, the A story of our relationship <laughs> <That's> is. <laughs> yes. We met at UCB, we, right? Yeah, I would say that's where we first met. Yeah. Um, I am a giant Survivor fan. Loved watching Hannah play the game. And, and I spent most of my survivor stipend on UCB classes. So it all really connects. So it all connects. And that money goes directly into my pocket. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, And then, Hannah, you did ASCAT. I did. I got to monologue ASCAT. It was like the treat. It was, you were it, was amazing. A, it was so much fun. Hannah was so fantastic. And I really got very starstruck when she was there because I feel like your season had just recently aired yeah. yeah and so i was i was really just falling all over myself uh I'm trying to ask you questions about it and just wanting to know everything about your experience and i was just giddy to be doing ascat because for, for those who maybe don't know it's a it's a really big honor to get to monologue y- you were so great for that it was so much fun i was so nervous my friend and i before we just i just like paced around the block <laughs> like yeah. 10 times uh because it because it sells out it was a packed house and they do really funny improv um but yeah that's how we and we also we've watched a few episodes of survivor together too yes a different like watch watch parties yes so fun and it was great to have a have a buddy in that and and be able to connect I feel like I can bring this up with you, even though Will's going to roll his eyes there's going to be one (laughs) reviewer of our podcast who's really mad who wrote in uh Hannah was she on Survivor? Oh, yeah, she was. We get it. Move on. I don't care. That was one viewer. Okay. One, one listener. To so that to this viewer, one guy wow. is not going to be happy about that's how we know each other. I'm, listen, you know what? I'm not going to apologize because <laughs> Survivor is amazing and I am such a fan of it. And if you don't like that, then that's okay that we disagree. I just that's that wasn't, a really that wonderful wasn't turn. Yeah. I was ready for I was ready for you to bite this reviewer's head off. But, I, um, I thought about are, it. Yeah, you really did. But we are under the Rob has a podcast umbrella, so a lot mm. of the early it's listeners pouring outside. Podcast, just as a reminder, it's just pouring outside. Oh yeah, it's just I mean, so much rain happening. Luckily, we're under the umbrella. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's how Mary and I know each other. Yes. Yes. Thanks for asking, listener. I talk to the listeners a lot while I podcast. You've been on a lot of podcasts. Do you do that as well? Do you ask them questions? I guess no. I guess I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I haven't, though, but, I, but I've never yeah. been, a, I, I've never like hosted a podcast that it, like, I've been a guest on podcasts that are like conversation, you know, so it doesn't feel like my place to directly address the listeners. I talk to them all the time. I, as on, you should. On audio and not. As you should. Um, this is your show. And they're listening to your show. But we are, we're just so thrilled to have you on because so I am a, I'm a fan. Like I say, as you hear, you sh- hear me shouting Mary Holland every time you're on my TV. Ouch. Yes. <laughs> oh, ow. Yeah. I just, yeah, thank you. Will did the bit before I did. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah, my, my goal today is just sprinkle in just cute little callbacks throughout the oh whole thing. Oh my gosh. Well, you're nailing it. Thank um, you. Um, should we jump into this episode? Let's break no? it down. Five, Dive six, in. seven, eight. 
one episode <laughs> three season two um it's called beauty pageant and you guessed it the a story is the pawnee beauty pageant yeah that's what it is that's what it is uh ron swanson nick offerman not in any of this episode because he's out with a hernia surgery that we saw oh, last episode oh, right 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 okay great I, I don't know if Nick wanted a break or if they were just like, we can't think of a hospital scene. Like, I don't know. We just don't <laughs> see it. I'm sure they could have thought of a hospital scene. I wonder what the. What's what funny about a hospital? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, you got banana peels on the floor. You can yeah. make it funny. The clowns who show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For the kids. I mean, I like to think somewhere in this episode, Ron is just having all sorts of banana shenanigans in mm. his hospital, but we don't see Bananigans. It. Bananigans. Well, we don't see it. Um, we don't see it. But basically, the episode starts with um, Leslie first collecting money for Ron's hernia because he's not there, but he's mentioned. And then she's announced that she has been a- selected as a judge for the Miss Pawnee beauty pageant. What an honor. I, he, what an honor. Would you like to judge a beauty pageant? Um, I feel like they wouldn't. Similar to how Leslie's judging style isn't appreciated, I don't know that mine would be appreciated. Right. Like, I think I would give it to the wrong girls according to the organization. <laughs> like, I would, I'd be like, my questions would be inappropriate. Yeah. I'd be like, what's the best shit you've ever taken? And how do you think poop relates to beauty standards? That's mm. a horrible question. That's just the first thing I thought of. I'd be interested in no. hearing an answer Would to you that. judge? I don't know. I, I mean, uh, 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 it depends. Yeah. Is this a national pageant? Is it a local pageant? I don't know why that makes a difference, but there, yeah, which one are you more inclined to judge? <laughs> I would be more inclined to judge a local pageant in the same way that Leslie Nope is, you know, because that's sort of like, oh, it's it's a, it's people in the community. Like I'm I'm maybe I know some of these people. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, one thing that's so great about Leslie's character is she's so idealistic and so mm-hmm. um, passionate about her city and and having a good government in the city. And so her, I thought this was such a fun way to illustrate that with her having to uh, participate in a pageant like this where she had such different standards than everybody else. Yeah. Um, she basically tells everyone, I want to do this beauty pageant because I want to be, I want this woman to represent the town in a good way. I want to choose someone really well-rounded, mm-hmm. but um what ends up happening is she ends up with uh, Tom also joins her to judge the pageant. Uh-oh, um, trouble. He, yeah, we basically <laughs> took the character that we, we, Will and I have talked about how like every episode he'll be doing okay and then he'll just have one real creepy moment. Yeah. Um, like out of nowhere, like he'll go and dance on Anne with, as she tells him not to, or sh- he'll like mime humping. Like he'll just, every episode we're like, oh, Tom's, Having some redeeming moments. And let me Bam. just just jump in for a second to say a mime hump. That's just a regular hump in my book. Doesn't matter if it's mimed or not. I think I think mime in a hump. That's I don't <laughs> yeah, care if you're wearing a, a striped sweater and a little beret. That's, that's so a hump. True. Right? That's a hump. A hump Thank is a you. hump. And you Thank gotta call you. it out. Oh, okay, we're on um, the same page. But this 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 episode, we take the character that can be the most problematic, and we put him in the worst situation where we're gonna see. Like the his worst behavior is going to be on display all episode, right? 
Yeah. It's like, it's, I, I almost gave another example of like, it's like putting a sexist guy in a room full of women, but that's essentially what happens. <laughs> it's not another example. <laughs> right. Right. I well, mean, I do well, think that's, it, yeah, no, 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 go, go. no, go ahead, Will. I was just, I think it, we see Tom who is a product of his toxic environment. And then we see elements of this beauty pageant, which are also, I think another like symptom of the, you know, the broken patriarchy and Pawnee, the Pawnee patriarchy. So I think it's, he's, wow. he isn't like out of place oh, no. as one of the judges. I think he's actually, he fits in, in this panel. I think oh yeah. He leads the panel. It feels yeah. like he's really sort of like. Yeah. It's him. It's a panel of four. It's him. It's Jessica Wicks, who will, who's a great character who evolves throughout the series, uh, who was uh, Miss Pawnee a while back. And then, this sandwich guy Rick, who created Jessica? Is it four or five? It's like five of them. There's there's five there's total. total. Yeah. Yeah. There's yes. two. Yes. Yeah. Two, older, two older guys. Yeah. Two older guys. One who basically create says he created Jessica in a very weird way. Yeah. So she goes to judge this panel. In the same A story, we also have Dave the cop trying to ask her out. Um, he goes to her office to ask her out and doesn't know. And she's about to say yes, because he's very endearing. He's very intimidated by her. We talked last podcast about how sweet it is that finally a character is like in awe of her after oh, so many yeah, characters. Like, sh- kind yeah. of, it's nice to watch like your main character be pursued and like be the person with high status, especially someone like Leslie Nope that gets shit on. Um, but he goes and he doesn't know who Madeline Albright is. He asks her if that's like her grandma or something. <laughs> in a way, uh, she's she a lot is of- all of our grandmas. You know what I mean? In a way. Yeah. Dave doesn't know what you mean. And he also doesn't know who any of the other women in the office are. And so right as she's about to say yes, she second guesses that based on his lack of knowledge of great political women ends up dodging it and going to the beauty pageant Mm. so that's sort of the hand in hand a story yep and this beauty pageant is something else we oh we also have a third character in the office april decides to join the beauty pageant because she wants to win the six (laughs) hundred dollars right right i relate to that when i i have a memory of being i think when i was in fourth grade i entered a a turkey calling competition because there was, I found out there was a prize. I grew up in Arkansas, Mary, and there was, um, there was. You grew up in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. I grew up in, in a, the small town of Arkadelphia, Arkansas. But wow. I didn't, the only like bird call that I knew was, was an owl. It's one where you like just do vowels. I think you say like, who cooks for you? Who cooks for you all? But it's just uh, the vowels. Okay. Try it along at home if you want. Um, I probably but I won. Won't. It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I crushed and I won. But I. So maybe that isn't exactly like April. You experience. did it. How much money did you win? You won. I won a VHS of hunting footage. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so it was just like a v- a show about hunting turkeys. Mary, where are you from originally? I'm is from Galax, a- Virginia, which is southwestern oh. Virginia, like uh, in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Close to the border of North Carolina. Yeah. So I'm also a, a mountainy country person. Um, I am not. <laughs> I'm from right outside of Boston. Oh, boy. Well, oh, boy. 
completely fucking different. Completely um, yeah, so fucking April, different. Uh, and so April, played by Aubrey Plaza, who you've worked with. Yes, Aubrey is what a dream. What a dream. She's so amazing as this character. She's so great. It She's got written so, for her. It really yeah. did. She is uh it's just effortless the the sarcasm and the dryness it's she's so funny um but yeah you so uh so they so she joins um and they begin the beauty pageant and it basically comes down to the woman that leslie wants to win susan also played by a friend of yours yes my friend ann gregory yes uh, a super, super funny comedian and improviser she's great we were in level 201 at ucb together so, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, and a piano player, right? Does she play? Um, I couldn't tell you. Okay, I, I, I don't have access to that information. That's or enough I good do, things. Because I, I could yeah. text her, but I, at this moment, I don't have that information in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Susan is what Leslie, uh, wa- the girl Leslie wants to win. You know, she's very talented. She's and uh, like caring, and she kind great. of looks like her, which I think is interesting. She does. I think that's part of it yeah. because Leslie puts a lot of her own uh, insecurities onto Susan. It's very funny throughout the episode. No one is shitting on Susan by accident as much as Leslie. <laughs> when Leslie's like, "We can't judge her by her looks, guys. We gotta, <laughs> you know, just because she looks like this." Which, you know, sometimes when you defend someone, you end up. Um, I remember there was some YouTube comment. Don't worry, I don't read YouTube comments anymore. But back in the day, that was like, just because Hannah's not conventional beauty doesn't mean I don't think she's beautiful. And I'm like, this defense seems iffy to right. me. <laughs> <laughs> I once read like, a YouTube uh, comment where I was, I, I did a video for Funny or Die, and I was, um, you know, I was, I, I remember thinking, no, I, I quite like how I look in this. I like my hair is all done. And I, uh, I read some of the YouTube comments and one comment was, is that Bill Hader? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Which I'll take it. Bill Hader is yeah. a very attractive man. <laughs> I'll take it. So Leslie does this to Susan quite a bit this episode where she's, she relates to her. She wants her. And so she kind of puts her on. Then the oppositions that, that Tom and the other judges support, um, is Trish referred to as the hot one? The hot one. Yep. The hot one. And she, her talent is baton, but she doesn't Hilariously throw it. does not even twirl What a it. funny. So funny. Um, And we both agree as we were watching it, to be that, to be hot and funny, what a, what a great thing for an actress to have. Because yes. I think humor comes from, you know, not being hot. And so to have both and to be able to play it is just great. Oh my gosh. You're you're to really... be clear, I think you're both very attractive. <laughs> I would love to pull off a dress like what she wears at this pageant. I feel like we all tried to in middle school pull off this dress. <laughs> yes. Yes. But it, it really only works for a very specific only works for Trish. <laughs> only um, works for Trish. And so the pageant's going on and uh April realizes that the six hundred dollars is for a sporting goods store and a fencing store like mm-hmm. a fence like building a fence not the sport and uh she quits in the middle of it um so she's out and it comes down to leslie and the sandwich guy gets behind her kind of going for susan mm-hmm. and trish and leslie uh unfortunately loses this battle trish is crowned and um 
you know, Leslie has a great speech about uh, how women like Trish, her and Trish, again, she's kind of putting a lot, may not have flat tummies. And we see Trish go from smiling to, I mean, your friend, oh, sorry, not Trish, Susan, Susan yeah. go from smiling to sort of, your friend played this perfectly. I thought this was great. She's I thought she was so very funny. funny, very subtle. Yes. Um. And we sort of end the A story with uh, Dave goes to the pageant to ask Leslie out again, but he passes Trish and kind of like shoves her off is like, hey, get out of my way. Uh, That's my (laughs) Dave impression, apparently. Very close. Mm -hmm. In seeing this, Leslie... Leslie's just sees he's a good guy because he's the only guy that sort of like that she spent the day with that didn't go gaga. Right. Yeah. For Trish. Yeah. And, you know, she, <clears throat> Leslie, I think in some ways, too, like her interaction with Trish, like Trish doesn't need her approval or isn't even really seeking it. And I think that's a that also is kind of a ding where it's like, well, you know, you, you're you're losing power on every level here. Mm hmm. Yeah, also, and we can't not talk about the closer of the A story, which is Tom has been trying to hit on these pageant women all day. Uh, We'll talk about his bad moments, but he does a pickup uh, strategy where he gives a bunch of people, all the pageant girls, a key to his place. Uh, And it's revealed he's been robbed many times with this pickup strategy. What a a strategy. I mean, who who is going to, if someone hands me a key, even if I'm, interested in them i might go rob them i guess i would rob them i guess you're right (laughs) tom's apartment has a lot of nice things in it as we'll later later learn in the series i just the the idea of it i i don't i don't want anybody's keys you know don't i i don't want to have access to anybody's apartment anybody's apartment how many keys does everyone here have is my big question is how what? many keys does everyone have? She said, guess what, Will? She said, guess what? What? The number of keys? I- oh, no. She said, guess what? I wanted oh, to hear no, what no, the no. what was. <laughs> well, I used to be a dog walker, and I used to have That's a, a key of ring of <laughs> okay, hundreds of keys. That was the guess keys. what? That was the sorry, guess what? Sorry, Will. I interrupted. No, well, okay, it's a Will, chain. Now you. I'm yeah. not sorry. Hurt people I'm sorry hurt people. I interrupted. I'm- yeah, I interrupted Mary. Hurt people hurt people. What were you going to say, Will? I was going to get us all to take our keys out of our pockets and count them. <laughs> I don't even I was, have keys in my pocket. That's how I little I like keys. <laughs> I don't have pockets. We are inside all the time. We don't really need, <laughs> we don't need keys. Um, so that, just to put a bow on it, that mm. is the main gist of the A story. Will, do you want to take us through, we'll support you where you want to be you. supported. Do you want to take us through the baby B? We have a little story. Dave Redemption right at the end though, right? He come, doesn't he come back in? Um, oh, that's right. Yes, he sorry. goes to her um, office. So he goes to her office. Does he have a key? She's, How does he get in? I have a lot of questions. He's a cop. <laughs> um, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, zoinks. Um, uh, so he not only does he push Trish away, but he also comes back and he's memorized mm. like Google facts on all the women in her office. And it's very endearing for his character, and Leslie sees this and agrees to go on a first date. Dot, 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 that will be the next episode. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think it's really sweet. Uh, we'll talk all about it. Now that we got that redemption, Will, you want to hit us with a B? Yeah. If 
If you like first dates, then you're going to love second dates, which is what the B story is all about. Um, we start with Anne. You remember Anne Perkins um, <laughs> is has a broken shower. And so I'm already totally on board for this. For this oh, you like, OK, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, right in. <laughs> yeah, let's let's learn something new this episode. You know, let's <laughs> let's yeah. learn some handyman tips. Yeah. Oh, that so, would be great. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes to Mark, who is an architect. So he knows a thing or two about showers. She asks him back to her place to fix the shower in exchange for a very average dinner. Little does she know her ex-boyfriend Andy is living in the pit behind her house. Her, her hut is living in the pit behind mm-hmm. her house and it all comes to a head. So Mark is if over the there. If the listeners remember, Mary came in in the rain. Yeah. This connects to the B story. This yeah. connects. Okay. This was a callback so, to the B story. So, I'm just talking to the listeners again. Yeah, chronologically. Listeners. <laughs> hello, listener. Thank you. How are you feeling in our metaphorical living room? Okay, keep going, Will. Um, yeah, well, I think th- I'm glad you brought that up because I think that means that we're recording this episode. It actually is sort of nested in the middle of the episode of Parks and Rec that we were watching. So we're about to catch up to the point where we started recording the podcast. So, so Anne is cooking Mark dinner. She goes out, drops a bag of trash in a dumpster, and spots Andy hiding in the pit. Oh no! Oh, not so she takes the trash oh. out, and then yeah. she sees. So there's some little, symbolism here. Is that what you're saying, Andy. Mary? Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a well, little bit that's of trash. What I'm, maybe I'm. I'm. Mary, yeah. something Mary kept saying as we watched, because we did watch it together. Um, I want the listener to know that we all watched it together. Uh, <laughs> um, Mary kept saying, he really looks like he smells. They did a great yes, job. Yeah, they, great that was a really big like point. He really smelled very bad. Um, and I also appreciated that they, you, you'd see the little tin that he lives under, but then you also see his office, which is just like a desk and a desk chair. <laughs> In a, yeah. I love, I, this is what's so beautiful <laughs> so about this funny. character is like he lied about going into an office, but in his head, he had to then make the fake office. <laughs> right. in the yeah, he's doing something. He's um, ironing his suit. Um, we'll, we'll talk about why we don't find this creepy, but don't do this <laughs> no, after Will do, gets no, through no, it. No. Don't do this. Okay, so Will, what happens next? And confronts him. She's not pleased. She goes back in, tells Mark all about it over dinner. Um. And Mark is surprisingly sympathetic, especially once. Well, he hit his head. Now he's a different character. Yeah, so now so he's, he he's in this maybe still in sort of a, a semi concussed state. Um, At the beginning of the season, Mary, he hits his head, and they're like, "Mark's nice now," mm-hmm. because they kind of wanted to revamp the character. Oh, yeah. Because in the season one, in season one, he had a lot of moments of like, "You're such a nerd, Leslie," but that wasn't working, and so they kind of revamped him. Anyways. Will I what interrupt? What a great way to it. do I it. It's very along. creative. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he invites Andy in. He, yeah, he thinks it's the right thing to do, especially because it is now at this point pouring outside. Andy comes into the house, is very cute on the couch. <laughs> um, so sweet. Being just like the a perfect a clunky dog. third wheel of a puppy dog. Yeah, it's very, yeah. it's a nice little three-person dynamic scene here. Um, and he's, he's kibitzing during the whole meal. Mm. Um, and then it, it ends with Mark stays and Andy leaves. And we 
we go with Annie into his tent and he is thrilled. It's just, it's the best day he's had in a long time. Um, well, he got to eat real food. I feel yeah. like in the episode before he, that him scarfing that candy necklace was so funny. He's just not, he just doesn't know how to take care of himself. That's the thing. He needs yeah. someone else to do it for him. Yeah. I had to Google kibitz. I'm sorry. I'll admit I Googled kibitz. I'm on dictionary.com to kibitz? offer advice or criticism to kibitz the team from the bleachers. Okay. Yeah. Is that different than to schwitz? Sh- I'm thinking of like Jewish I, words. I think now. it's Yiddish. Kibitzing? Am I, I don't it know. sounds Yiddish. Um, then, of course, the sea story. Mary and I can quickly cover it. Oh, uh, so yeah, Ron's in the hospital, and Donna and Jerry go to visit him. And they all s- get into some banana, some bananigans. Get again, and then it's <laughs> great. And it's that's the sea story. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you to um, our our one of our listeners uh, tweeted at us the sea story from last episode where Jerry that that never really got shown during the episode, but where Jerry went water skiing. Thank you, Sean Yanell tweeted the sea story, a photo of Jerry sobbing in the middle of the lake, <laughs> since we had said that Jerry. Um, had fallen into the lake during the sea story. So really thank you. Where these sea stories, it's almost like they don't I don't you you blink and you miss them. Yeah, right. They have a life there. Right. Own. You gotta yes. yeah, you gotta um, really pay attention. Well it is because so, there's just one frame of a sea story for every every minute of the regular yes. episode. So to really <laughs> enjoy it, you have to there's some editing involved. <laughs> yeah. I mean it all it happens in a different timeline. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I wanted. Did you, Mary? Did you enjoy this episode of Parks and Rec? Were you this? Was this was this a positive experience? And how much did Will and I watching it with you add to that positive experience? It was a positive experience. I mean, sure, there's some uh, appearances of uh, actors playing these characters that you know we ha- we know these actors are not great. Uh, and so I will say that did actually have an effect on my experience of mm. the episode. Mm. But overall, I enjoyed it. I found there were several moments that uh, really made me laugh out loud. I loved the the beauty pageant sequence where you got to see all the contestants. You got to see April do her talent of impressions. I mean, I, that was really a home run for me, The all the beauty pageant stuff and andy i think is just such a funny character he's so fun he's so fun i we've kind of touched on it a little bit and we've hinted towards this bad behavior but i've always said that like while this behavior is very unacceptable and creepy he's sort of like a puppy dog where when he's good and loyal he's so good and he's so loyal and when he's bad he's just so ridiculously bad but it's like not in a sexual creepy way no, it's almost like it's not so intentional fun. it's it's a sort of uh in his mind you can you could really track the very simplistic logic mm-hmm. of I want to be closer. So I'm just going to live here and it's easy. I can live here. I love the line. There's a line last episode. It, in case Anne wants me back, then I can be at right. her house in like two minutes. Right. <laughs> right. Um, have you third wheeled? I guess maybe not an ex necessarily, but mm-hmm. have you third wheeled in this way before? Because I went on a whole trip where I was a, a, a couple friend of mine's third wheel. Oh my gosh. And it can, but I'm friends with both <laughs> of them. But there are moments where I was just like, hmm. I bet they'd rather be doing it. 
<laughs> oh yes, I've <laughs> gone on a trip with, with me. A, yeah. I I've gone on a trip with a couple, definitely been the third wheel and convinced myself over the course of the trip like this is great. Every all of us want this. This is great. <laughs> And then there were a few moments like when we were in, because uh, we went to like a, a ski resort and there were a few moments when, you know, we got back from a day on the slopes and yeah. it became clear that like, oh, yes, this would be so nice to cuddle up with my loved one and just have a real intimate night in. And then I realized, oh, I'm not the person who's in the position to do that. But my yeah. two friends are. And this must be terrible that I'm just lurking over them. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, ski resort sounds very romantic. I'll add, I'll, I'll um, heighten that and say I went with my because I had become very good friends with my my. Uh, I should not name names. I in this podcast, I keep naming first and last names. <laughs> Definitely don't. Um, do so that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'll tell you after who it was. Okay, but great. um, I went. I became really good friends with his girlfriend, and so we both decided to visit him. On in St. Thomas. Mm -hmm. And he was wow. equally excited to see both of you. <laughs> both of us. But and and most of it was very fun. You know, I'm good friends with both of them. Yeah, there were just some moments where like I remember like the second to last night we went out to dinner and I was just like, I think they'd rather be on a date. I think I should <laughs> let them and the last and night. Then, but then what do you do? What do you do with yourself? What do you well the I know, well we you know, it, it is a thing of like I remember we went um from St. Thomas to St. John, this lovely Airbnb, and they had their room, and I was like, the pull-out couch area. And we were seeing other people too. There were other people. Sure. It wasn't just the three of us, but I remember I tried to make it cooler by being cool about being like, that's a nice shower. You guys should do it in there. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like, that's not what you do. But like, I don't when think I that's feel what you do, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> when I feel uncomfortable, I name it. That's just something I've had to learn to. Um, right. You know, kind of, you don't always have to name the thing that's uncomfortable. But in, but in many cases, it's actually quite appreciated. Like, I, I think having that sort of clarity of feeling and calling it out. I mean, I think I, I could see that being very beneficial, but sh sure. In a situation like that, when you're with two people who do have sex with each <laughs> other and then, and then to say, you should have sex here. <laughs> it's a suggestion. Just, yeah. Will, Will, have you third wheeled or I guess you've been in a relationship for six years now. Have you, yeah. have you had a third wheel that you really enjoy? Oh, That's a weird thing. Yeah, to ask. no, no, no. Third, third, fourth. I extra wheels are always welcome and encouraged. I've I once think. been an eighteen wheeler. It, yeah, <laughs> well, I was going to say all of high school was like me being like a ninth wheel, where it's like, come on, <laughs> couples, <laughs> let's go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, I think a thing that I love about Andy is that he is, uh, he does name exactly what he's thinking. But he he's like shameless in every sense of the word, you know, and that he's he's oblivious too. But he yeah. he like just enjoys the dinner, you know, and he there's a know, real it, innocent yeah. worldview, like a real yeah. It's just very. I concrete. think that one line mm -hmm. that one line hits so hard. It's like if you think about the line, he's like, "Isn't it strange? Like Mark used to be the stranger in our home, and now it's me." And it's a very sad line. Just read beautifully by Chris Pratt. Mm. It's just a very like I, I think he's just so sincere 
Um, and especially in contrast to some of the truly bad behavior of men this episode, mm-hmm. just like a really fun version of uh, somehow oblivious man, but funny. Right. Well, you felt comfortable laughing. Mm-hmm. I did. Like you, you feel I you did. feel like it's safe. You feel like it is safe, safe. And I think you know, juxtaposed with other bad behavior on the part of men, that does not feel safe. That feels predatory, mm-hmm. and that feels like like oh, I I I can't relax. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mark has gone through a journey a bit. How do we feel about Mark this episode? I or is he just so vanilla that he sort of I mean, blends the, into the couch? The shower fixing scene. I I'm a fan of of Mark in this episode. I think I'm, he does I'm go through her on. medicine cabinet. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. I hear a lot of people do that. I I haven't done that. Yeah, like go through people's medicine cabinet. I forgot about the medicine cabinet. <laughs> that thing. is very in- invasive. <laughs> Yeah, especially the the naming of an anxiety the na- medicine yes, the naming medication of it, yeah. would make me a little anxious. I think. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Then you got to go take the Ativan. You got to. Yeah, it's the cycle. You're just you're yeah, stuck. Yeah, it's the cycle. Yeah. It's just repeating. I itself. just think this episode, but it, you know what? You know what it is about Mark being there. It reminds me that Mark is very much, no matter how serious their relationship gets, a rebound. That she truly went from the opposite of Andy to Mark, mm. and having them both in the same scene, I feel like I appreciate it. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I was also just thinking that Andy the. Mary, the thing you were saying about he just looks that he looks like he smells horrible. I think he just yeah. looks the way a breakup feels. Like everything oh, about it in that moment it's is so just true. Yeah. It just So true. It, it reads. <laughs> it reads. <laughs> it reads. Yeah. This is but, working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a very I I think, yeah, I think both stories worked, but this beauty pageant is really fun. Like it's, it's just so it's fun. Co- well, I also appreciated the variation in age ranges of the contestants. Like that was such yes. an enjoyable part of it. Um, the range in talents. It was just very fun to watch. So fun to watch Leslie try to, you know, wrangle in Tom. Um, yeah. And so fun to watch April is the best character to have do a beauty pageant. Uh, she's, yeah, the best. And Jessica Wicks also becomes a very funny character. I just love all these guest stars, which is the most specific um, filters. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Tom, I mean, we can talk about, in contrast to Andy, uh, Tom's really not great, really bad behavior in this pageant. Really bad behavior. Really, you know, I think it's interesting to me because I think, like, there is... It's just interesting just on a like larger comedy level to talk about, okay, so is this behavior, like, can we make a joke of this? Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it reads anymore, really. I mean, not that it maybe should have to begin with, but, but that it, it feels like, okay, yes, he's, he's terrible. And that's the whole thing. He's terrible Mm -hmm. with women specifically. And that's the whole range of his game there's as one a thing that helps i will say the one thing that helps me laugh a little bit is how big he fails like right that's a good how point. yeah he's the one take like he they're laughing at his jokes to try to win 
And then he gives away all his keys. He's been robbed a bunch and ends up with no That's women. That's true. That does make it, I, yes, the, the comedy of it read, yeah. A little easier. Like, I mean, he even uses his government connections to get into this pageant as a judge. But um, yeah, I think it will become more difficult when, spoiler alert, Tom does date some really hot women. Mm. Um, And then it's like... Yeah, Tom succeeding is a different thing for me than Tom failing. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, to your point, Mary, there's something where sometimes we're, and some of it feels like a result of this being produced a decade ago. So there's like 10 years between us talking about it and it being produced. And there are some jokes where I sort of ask myself, I, I know now and then we were laughing at, this is a bad joke that Tom is making. But there's also a degree and there's an audience that is actually laughing at the joke. So right. he mm. he's like playing a buffoon and is playing a character who is the embodiment of like toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity <laughs> yeah. and like misogyny. Um, yes. But mm. also the writers are are funny and are putting like funny lines in the mouth of this character. And we can yeah. ridicule that behavior. But sometimes we're also laughing at the actual or we were laughing, I, but there's there is that friction. I think, yeah, which you point out. In, yeah. I mean, I feel like in talking about like The Office and Michael Scott, like mm-hmm. that's a character who made missteps constantly and definitely like had misogynistic jokes or moments. But you you sort of learn, and it might be because he's the lead of that show. You mm-hmm. really un you have so much empathy for him, like you understand that it's coming from this deep seated desire to like fit in and to be loved, to be yeah. loved. and you don't really get that sense with with Tom, like you the it well that's the yeah the Andy versus Tom thing, yeah. which is like well well Andy wants to be at home with Anne again, right. Tom wants something sexual, right? Michael Scott. It's not excusing any of his behavior. He he wants to be loved. Right, right. It just he makes it easier to, to like laugh at the comedy of that character when you when there's this baseline um or like built foundation of like, oh, I understand, even if I don't agree with this character, I understand like what they're do like I, I can see like the human <laughs> root mm. of it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help. I mean, I'd say the worst joke of the whole beauty of Tom's beauty pageant. And please tell me if there's a worse joke that I'm forgetting, <laughs> but is where he's like guessing their cup sizes or something. Yeah, that was tough. And it was really tough. And I think it's probably made even tougher not to, I, when we, I don't want to bring the outside world into this podcast listeners, but you know, politics and who's in charge and maybe what, pageants they were in charge of before and comments they made. I think it's now all colored with yeah. 2020. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think there's been just a huge shift in awareness of like, um, oh yeah, these these things that were for so long like brushed off as like boys being boys or like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they're just, oh, they're gross. It's like, no, it's actually, there's a real insidious thing happening underneath that. (laughs) Mm. And yeah, it makes it harder to like, to laugh at those jokes, even though they are so, you know, there's, the writers of the show are so brilliant and are amazing comedy writers. So 
And even that older guy on the panel who goes like, Jessica wakes, I made her. And she has that look of like, even even in power, she is sort of demeaned to be reminded. Yeah, there there are some like really uncomfortable moments. The moment when when Trish answers Leslie's question about the American experiment. So funny. Oh, gosh. And starts with, with just like, you know, the most generic, <laughs> the most generic, and ends with this sort of very America first anti-immigration yeah, messaging at the end. Fascinating, and got it's, everybody all riled up with that. Ugh. Yeah, and just like yeah. not even anyway. Yeah, it it works. Now, <laughs> unfortunately. unfortunately, listener, I don't know if you can tell, but Mary, Will, and I have not ever competed in a. Oh, that's actually not true. Well, Mary, Will, and I are not. Uh, experts on the beauty pageant world please correct Mm. me if i'm wrong no that sounds right yeah i agree um for this episode we wanted to bring in someone who could maybe help us gain a level of expertise in the beauty pageant world will is waving them in you can't see it so i'm going to describe it will is just (laughs) wave them they've been standing in the rain Mm. oh wow Um, we should have let them in earlier yeah (laughs) <laughs> we, we, we've been uh, bad we hosts. Have, <laughs> we have an, a beauty pageant expert in our new expert segment. We're going to cut into, we talked to Desi Williams. <gasps> she was on, yeah, she is, she's wonderful. Uh, she was on Survivor. That's how I know her. But before she was on an island, she competed in Miss USA, in Miss America, She's Miss Virginia. Uh, she, she's Miss your she's state. She's Miss Virginia. Wow. Your st- state. That's she it. She represents oh you, Mary. Wow. I'm I'm thrilled. She also has a podcast coming out soon with uh, Miss America and I believe Miss Miss Arkansas and Miss Illinois. Arkansas. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So she'll be podcasting, but we wanted to ask her everything yeah. about beauty pageants. <laughs> yes. I, um. And we did. So <gasps> uh, let's interrupt this uh, this recap to hear from the the beautiful, the gorgeous. I'm just using words. Uh, <laughs> just using <laughs> words that mean pretty. The intelligent, Exquisite. the bold, the um, Desi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Desi. Thanks. We have we have our our beauty pageant expert. That's me. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Will and I are not beauty pageant experts, <laughs> so we thought this would be good to bring you on. I don't know. And Will you, really pegged me as like the beauty pageant type, but shocker. Well, yeah. Will, I I was going to say I have I was in one pageant in high school that I crushed. <laughs> See, I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a drag pageant, but I really like brought my brought my A game. Hell yeah! So yeah. Did you win, Will? I did. Yeah. <gasps> I won we first have place. Two pageant experts. Who yeah. Knew? So we Wait, can, Hannah, if you have any questions for us, just let us know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I'm really the only naive one that's just going to ask. Wait, but so before we get into beauty pageants, you watched the episode, episode three beauty pageant. You have not seen Parks and Rec before. So you sort of watched it in a vacuum. What did you think? Um, Okay. So I assumed it would be very similar to The Office, which I actually just started watching during quarantine. To me, it's not quite as good as The Office, but it was entertaining. 
It was, yeah, good characters, good storyline. Yeah, not my favorite. Don't know if I'll watch it again, but I can see why it was so popular. Fair, fair, fair. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah. We know you didn't love Parks and Rec necessarily, but you watched a beauty pageant on Parks and Rec. Did it feel accurate to your experience with like smaller pageants? Uh, yeah, actually it did. So typically in a smaller pageant, I would say about 15% of the girls are comp- like what I would call competitive. And the others are just there like fulfilling a childhood dream or their parents' dream. So I think mm. that was pretty accurately depicted in the episode. There was Susan and the hot one. And I think those are the only two that we really saw as like the people who knew what they were doing in the pageant or had the potential to win. So I would say in that regard, it's similar to what we call in the pageant world, a local pageant. So it's before you get to the state level, it's a local. So what, what are the tiers? I think I, so there's local, is local the smallest or is there anything smaller than that? I feel like backyard is maybe before local. Backyard Um, pageant. I've never attended a backyard pageant, but there are fair pageants. So I guess that does happen. Yes. I grew up in Arkansas, so we also have family reunions. So there's, you know, there's like options. Yeah. Wait, you guys have pageants at family reunions? You know, just like the cutest cousins will come out and like, I'm oh, just that's kidding. So Arkansas. No, no, I don't think you're kidding, though. That's a very Arkansas thing. One of my oh, best shit. friends is in Arkansas, and they do love their pageants. So I'm sure I've met her, yeah. It's like the lowest level. Anybody can okay. enter a local pageant. Anybody can enter Thank a you. local pageant. Mm. Um, even me? <laughs> even you. Well, you've aged out at this point, I'm pretty sure. How old are you, Anna? Uh, Wow, I'm 28. Wait, I think you could still do Miss USA, but this is your final year of eligibility. Wait, okay, you heard it here first. It's my final year of eligibility for Miss USA. Listeners, is this something you want to watch me pursue over the next year? Wow, I'm the oldest, so I could talk about being an elder. I mean, I was also (laughs) the oldest, literally my Miss USA class. I think I was the oldest contestant. So I prefer not to refer to myself as an elder. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, but I, I think you could see. I'm the opposite. It. I would lean into it. I would come out in like a tracksuit. <laughs> like it would, be, it would be, it would really confuse everyone. Okay, so we've got the backyard yeah. pageants, yeah. the local pageants. Now, after that, what's the next step up after local pageant? After the local pageant is the state pageants. So that's when you become like Miss Arkansas, for example, or Thank Miss. Thank you for where are you right now, Hannah? I'm in Massachusetts. Miss Massachusetts, which I like the sound of that. Actually, that uh, you could win Miss Massachusetts. It's, it's, it's yeah. Sh- wait, oh wait, <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. Is this like shade to Massachusetts? Is Massachusetts like not a very competitive state? Because you gave, you just gave a look. Like even you could win Miss Massachusetts. <laughs> well, I didn't mean for it to be shade, but yeah, maybe it was a little bit of shade. Yeah, Massachusetts <laughs> isn't the most competitive, historically the most competitive pageant state. So. Your chances are higher in, say, Massachusetts than in Arkansas or California. So there's a difference between Miss USA and Miss America, right? Yes. But from state, then you go to... So what's the difference there? What's that? What's the gas? It depends on who you ask. But mm-hmm. I think the We're simplest, asking you. The simplest <laughs> way to describe it, the way it was described to me, because yeah. full disclosure, I did not grow up in pageants. I started pageants when I was in grad school. So I was an elder. And the way it was described to me... <laughs> that we start a term here on <laughs> right, this right. podcast that doesn't exist which is pageant elder. elder yeah pageant <laughs> elder i'm now a pageant elder <laughs> so when it was described to me i was told in the miss america description miss america is a scholarship organization they don't like to call mm-hmm. themselves a pageant they call themselves a competition and it's a scholarship organization 
And when you look at the job description of Miss America, it says Miss America must have a semblance of beauty. Like that's Mm. what it said verbatim. So the way that was described to me is that for Miss America, you don't really have to be beautiful. But like if you squint and turn your head to the side, you could be like, oh, yeah, I can see how you might find this person. That's how I advertise my beauty (laughs) on dating apps. I go squint and turn to the side, maybe even hand over one eye. Right. And then. okay, so that's Miss America. Now, what's. Oh, you were explaining the difference. Yeah. So that's Miss America. Again, in a scholarship organization, whereas Miss USA, I was told, looks at face, body, hair in that order. And that's mm. about where it stops. You don't have to be smart. They do a four minute interview like they don't really do. They look at body hair, though, as a combo. Um, I think body that hair I would, would be. <laughs> oh, I think body hair I... would be like an automatic. Probably not going to win. Maybe maybe in 10 years when we become a little more progressive. But. Right now, it's the, preferred to remove most of your body hair. <laughs> <laughs> what was your four-minute interview? Do you remember when you were competing in Miss USA? And no, it was insignificant. <laughs> I just want to know that you could form sentences, and that's pretty much as far as it goes with Miss USA. So in looking at the episode of Parks and Rec, the hot mm-hmm. one who won the pageant would have easily smoked a Miss USA competition, whereas Susan probably would have won a Miss America competition. So that's how you... If we're comparing it to Parks and Rec, that's how you could see yeah. the difference. No, that's helpful. This Would is- you do you have any notes for Trish if she wants to continue in the pageant cycle? She's is the Trish one who the hot one. She, she's the hot yes, one. Sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I got her name. <laughs> um, you know, for Miss USA, I think Trish circa what year was this? That Parks what, and Rec oh, was what popular. What year was this? Well, let's see what year this episode. I was going to say came based upon the styling, like she made it yeah, Episode 2009, 2010, three, I think. Parks and Recreation. Let's see what year it came out. It came out October 1st, 2009. Okay. So right before Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so to, circa 2009, I think Trish was right on point. In mm. terms of, you know, 2020 fashion choices. Now, Trish is, if we're talking about, choices. yeah. If yeah. we're talking about Trish, her talent was holding a baton and not swinging it. What was your talent? So I played the piano. It's a little fun fact that most people don't know about me. Um, but that's another difference between Miss USA and Miss America is Miss USA does not require a talent. So again, you did, you've done both, haven't you? Yes. Am I making I, that I up? Can, okay. Yeah, you're right. I competed in Miss USA and Miss America. So at Miss Which America. Which one did you have more fun in? Did you have more fun in just like the Trish sense trick one or the Susan one? Which one were you having more fun? The Trish one was more fun. <laughs> yeah. Because there's also this sort of underlying thought process that like Miss America's a girl next door and we're all virgins. Like mm. we're all virgins who don't drink at Miss America. Whereas Miss USA, we're like, yeah, I'm sexy and I have sex and I get drunk. So this is a fascinating. I'll be honest. I, do, I really don't understand this world. I feel like... <laughs> I I I um I did love Little Miss Sunshine. Did you have you seen oh, Little Miss Sunshine? I love Little Miss Sunshine. It's it's a great film. I saw it in theaters before it like got really big, and I remember going and being like this, blown away by this film. But so all I know is sort of like what is the per- what the perception is of beauty pageants. But what's like the reality versus the misconception or perception, and what is like right on point. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is a good question. And again, it depends upon which pageant system we're talking about. But I would say the one thing you can probably say across the board about all pageant girls is 
we're all quite capable people. So if you think about a pageant girl, like they're doing, they're excelling at these pageants on the side, but we all still have careers and real lives. So like it's juggling a lot. There's what takes great discipline to eat well and work out, et cetera, et cetera. So I would say that's the biggest misconception is that everybody's an airhead and all they care about is like plastic surgery and beauty. Like most of us have full-time careers and other things going for ourselves. The thing that people get right is probably the amount of plastic surgery and like fake parts people have. Because if I reflect on, especially Miss USA girls, like what percentage of my class I think has not had work done? I think it's like less than 50. Like I was shocked by the number of girls who had fake teeth or who had gotten one or two or three nose jobs who had gotten a couple of jobs. I'm weirdly good at recognizing nose jobs because I spent most of middle school Googling nose jobs <laughs> as someone who has my Aunt Betty's nose. And like, I went up to a girl at a party once and I was like, oh my God, I love your nose job. And she was like, shh, my boyfriend doesn't know. I'm like, and I was like, I, I was like, I, I, I'm just very good. I spotted I'm a, across I'm the a, room. Yeah. <laughs> my decision not to fix my deviated septum. I think when I'm like 80, I'm going to like get it done and have just like the straightest nose. And also do all the drugs. I have a lot of plans for me. I'm going to go really wild. So I, in this episode, Leslie Note had a really large scorecard of how she was judging. <laughs> what are you actually being judged on in these pageants? Um, so the way the Miss America competition is set up, it's just like a score of zero to 10, I believe. So you're scored in the interview competition, which they didn't do in this pageant. But there's like a private mm. interview you have with the judges for Miss America. It's actually a 10-minute interview, so it's pretty significant. And in the pageant world, we say that pageants are one in the interview room, um, which I actually sort of believe only because if a judge really likes you in an interview, they're going to score you higher everywhere else. So that's one area of competition is interview. And then, obviously, swimsuit is in every pageant. Well, mm. sort of, kind of, in every pageant. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, talent, and then evening gown. So... I think it's they like describe them as overall poise and comfort comfortability on stage and confidence. Like those are the sort of things you're being judged on. And how realistic were the were the judges in this episode of Parks and Rec? That's a great question. I mean, the, the full range. Yeah, for a, it was actually pretty on point for a local pageant. Like they usually try to have a traditional mm. veteran elder pageant contestant thank you for <laughs> keep using my term. we're just gonna keep it going throughout the episode yeah <laughs> um they usually have someone who's like a significant person in the community so i guess that was amy's character i guess mm-hmm. at least she thinks or maybe she's the sandwich guy there's a guy who owns a sandwich shop mm. which feels significant to me <laughs> well that's not yeah. too far off because most pageants have sponsors and usually mm. you do have a judge who's one of your main sponsors. So perhaps he sponsored the lunch for the pageant contestants and that's how he became a judge. Um, There's also a level of diversity they're usually looking for or else they're going to get criticized. So I think Aziz Ansari hit that bill. Has Mm -hmm. there been creepy, like Aziz's behavior during the episode, I'm going to say Tom's behavior. I'm going to make it Tom's (laughs) behavior during the episode um, was um, a little sketch. Did you deal with judges like that? I didn't 
personally ever get hit on by a judge. But there is a former Miss America, circa 2012, I don't know if you guys know about this, who actually married one of her Miss America judges. What? Yeah. And he's the creator of The Bachelor, Mike Fleiss. So not only did oh. she, yeah, not only did he judge, not only did she I know she who win, Mike Fleiss is. Yeah, of course you do. So they later went and got married and had a kid and now she's rich. I have a question about um, about the prize. So the I know that it's like scholarships is one thing for Miss America. In Parks and Rec, it was a fencing. It was like a certificate to partial fencing. Um, what what could other like local or state? What are some of the perks? Really try to sell it. You know, if someone's yeah. like, if I'm I watch this episode, of, yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna get rid of my body hair to become a Miss, an elder, I feel like you said Miss America uh, statesman. <laughs> yeah. Then I need to know what I'm winning. <laughs> I would actually say the prize package is pretty significant. So I competed mm-hmm. at Miss America for the Miss America system organization for two years. And I think I won, God, I can't even remember, maybe nine, over like $23,000 in scholarship over wow. the course of my two years competing. So usually the prize package is actually pretty decent. Um, and in terms of Miss USA... I got to drive a Benz for a year, like a sponsored <laughs> Mercedes car for winning for winning Miss Virginia, not for winning a local. For a local, it's just like you win a, I don't know if I won anything for winning a local. Usually there is a cash prize, but not that. Mm-hmm. Do you still have all the crowns? You know, that's a good question that I need to ask my mom. So my mom just sent me like two <laughs> huge boxes of a bunch of crap, like newspaper articles, yearbooks. And she was like, this is all your stuff that's at my house that I don't want to be storing. But there was no crown in it. So I don't know if she gave it to Goodwill. I mean, what are the job responsibilities once you get a Miss Pawnee or a Miss Virginia or something? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. So Miss Virginia and the America organization is a full-time job. So I was actually in grad school when I won Miss Virginia. I had to take a year off of school. They provide an apartment for you and like bumble fuck nowhere i don't know if i can curse on this but i just did sorry no you can it's okay it's fine so they provide an apartment for you <laughs> they give you a hot pink car that's to drive around and so your your full-time job is doing public appearances so yes i judge pageants i did a million school assemblies i went to county fairs and rode bulls and did parades so it becomes a it's a full-time job they give you a meager salary um, on which to live. <laughs> but I mean, like, you a know, stipend. Provide, yeah. Uh, yeah, a stipend. But they do provide an apartment and a car and mm-hmm. some level of, there's like a food sponsor. So it was enough to get by. But yeah, so it's a full time responsibility. Miss USA, a little bit less so, like mm-hmm. a couple appearances here and there. But yeah. how do you like look back on that experience now with a little bit more perspective? I appreciate it. I actually appreciate it a lot. I did, like I said, a million school assemblies. So essentially, I was a public speaker for a year. And I think being forced to be a public speaker for a year is invaluable experience because now I can talk to anyone. Um, Thank you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even will. Didn't even talk yeah, I really to appreciate him. it. Yeah. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, before I started competing in pageants, I was actually quite shy, which might be hard to believe at this point, but I like didn't want to be the center of attention. I didn't really want to be seen. I was like a very studious, let me get the job done and then go out of sight. So it did give me a level of confidence and empowerment. So as cheesy as that sounds, I do think it has really 
altered who I became as a person in the long run. Because I was, it's night and day who I am now as, versus who I was before I started competing in pageants. Do you know all the other Miss Virginias? Like, is there, a, is there a club of like, how many Miss Virginias are there at this point? Oh, are God. you still Miss Virginia or do you have to, do you give it up? Will, you just what question at a time? <laughs> I just you was did, struck. Desi, was if, you didn't, Desi, if you didn't hear any of that, just smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how many Miss Virginias are, there are, but there's got to be at least like 75 of them. There's, there's a ton of Miss Virginias. It goes way, way back. It's um, like James Bond. Right. There's like a new one, but they're still Miss Virginia. Right. You crown a new one every year, but they call us forever Miss Virginia. So we're no longer the current Miss Virginia. So it's like a nice way of being like, you're still relevant, but (laughs) this new girl is obviously more important. And I would think I'm close with like two former Miss Virginias. Okay. Yeah. This is just so wild. It's also (laughs) wild to me. Are there any like... Like final thoughts you have about this episode or that stuff you just want our listeners to understand about uh, the pageant world so that they can really fully experience this episode. I think, too, I'm sure we have some listeners who also aren't fans of Parks and Rec. And so if you want to just like take a moment to connect with them so they can really feel seen and heard, you can also do that. Do you that think that they're want. listening to you if they're not fans of Parks and Rec? They're like just rewatching these episodes with you, even though they don't like the show. They just love us that much. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we pretty much covered everything. Like pageant women have other real life things outside of pageants. We talked about the difference between the pageants. Is there like a textbook pageant wave that we could do to oh. say goodbye? Or is it like... Yeah, that classic podcast thing like, where oh, you want to see us the, waving. Yeah. They right. can hear it. Um, These are good elbow, microphones. Elbow, yeah. wrist, wrist. Elbow, 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 boom, elbow boom, pop, wrist, pop. wrist. That's what we're all doing right now. Yeah. You can't see it, but we're all <laughs> elbow, elbow, wrist, wristing. All right. Uh, let's get back to the episode. Thanks, Desi. <laughs> Bye. I hope that gave everyone a little slice of the expert pie so that we can understand this episode on a deeper level. Mm. Mm. Except mm. for and Mary, I, who hasn't heard it yet. No, <laughs> yeah. but Mary hasn't heard it. <laughs> I can't wait to get my piece of pie. Yeah. I'm going to have it with a lovely big glass of milk. Still no Is tea, that, no coffee? Just, just no tea, stick no with coffee. Milk? Straight okay. up milk, please. Okay. Mary, I'm curious, what if you were to compete in a beauty pageant, what do you think your talent would be? Hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a great question. I don't know. Because it can be anything, right? It could really be anything. It could be anything. Think about Sandra with those glasses full of water. An undercover FBI, CIA. I don't what remember. I told, but, I told yeah. Desi that I, when I auditioned for Zoom as a kid, the Boston-based mm-hmm. TV kids show. Oh, I, wow. I was who, like, you have to audition for this? Oh, my God. <laughs> You're in. You got the part. Yeah. Wow, I did. Oh, my I, God. <laughs> I hula hooped and sang When You're a Jet from West Side <laughs> Story. So that's, that was, that's what my beauty pageant talent would be. That's so really that's, good. That's where, yeah, that's where we're at. So I would I'm probably, curious to hear yours. I would do a really dramatic scene, like a Shakespeare scene, and I would play all yes. the parts. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, yes. I feel like I could see you doing like Macbeth or something. Absolutely, yeah. I would, uh, yeah. And I, <laughs> I almost didn't say Macbeth because, but we're not in a theater. We're not. I, no, I was the assistant director of Macbeth in high school. Oh, and the direct the director was like. 
we can say Macbeth. There's no curse. And then the girl playing Lady Macbeth drove drunk into <gasps> a temple fence and oh, got kicked no. out. So she couldn't be Lady Macbeth anymore. And then um, two of the two of the guys decided to really sword fight and set a fake <laughs> on stage, and one started bleeding. And so we just it was a mess. It, you don't say that title yeah. in a theater. It's also it's very. We also did a production of um, Macbeth when I was in high school, and it's just so it. Boy, how fun is it? Listen, as teenagers, when you're doing <laughs> those plays, you take them so seriously, so seriously. And how hilarious is it? To just watch people who five years ago were 10 years old (laughs) try to play the complexity and the layers of someone wrestling with the the effects of guilt. Spoiler, spoiler (laughs) alert for Macbeth. Oh, sorry. Well, I just said guilt. I just (laughs) said (laughs) guilt. I didn't say why. I didn't someone, say what made him guilty. Someone does something. Uh, and let's just say it's not good. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, I remember, I mean, my director wanted to make uh, the witches represent technology. Like, it was a very, like, high school. Yeah. My theater department was also very, very serious. Yes, as was um, mine, yeah. It, sports were not as big in my high school as theater. Um, we actually, yeah, we did Romeo and Juliet with two guys and the Westboro Baptist oh, Church nice. came and protested <gasps> my high school. Oh my god! Mary, I feel like you keep getting pranked by Hannah's stories. I know, Hannah it's starting, like, yes, I'm like, oh, it's a wonderful that's lovely. Story. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it was still lovely. It was still lovely. Not the protest, the, the... It was play- I almost said their first and last names. Yeah. <laughs> You're just showing up. I yeah. kind of want to hear some of these town halls with Mary here because it's such a treat. Uh, we told Mary the gist of the town halls. Uh, we're going to start with some town hall voicemails. If you want to send us a town hall, go to speakpipe.com slash Pawnee Public Radio or email us at radiopawnee at pawneepublicradio.com or tweet at us at radiopawnee. Or leave us a five star review, and we have to read that review. <laughs> so, um, so a fun fact before, so I can explain this to Mary. Is this Connor a fun Club. one? Because there have been a couple facts lately that start as okay. fun and then just take this a turn. This might not be fun, <laughs> Mary. We have four guys named Con- four different guys named Connor who call into the podcast. Okay, it's not that fun. Oh man. Oh no, I would. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That okay, was it. that's fun. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So. How many Connors do you have, uh, Mary? Oh my gosh, I yeah. don't. I have one. Yeah, I have one That's Connor. Enough. I mean, one is, is enough. enough. That's why we feel so thankful, rich, yeah. rich with them. <laughs> um. So this is Connor Young from Norman, Oklahoma, uh, a friend of the pod, a friend of the town hall. Let's hear what he has to say. Thanks for calling in, Connor Young. Hey, Anna. Well, this is Connor Young calling you from Norman, Oklahoma. My question this week is: What if Ann's shower never broke? If that happened, maybe Anne and Mark would have gone on a more traditional date outside of the house, and then Anne would have never seen Andy hiding outside. If that had happened, Andy would have been stuck in his tent during the rainstorm, and really the unimaginable could have happened. He may have gotten pneumonia, may have died. I'd love to hear what your thought would have been on what if Anne showered never broke. Thanks. Okay, are we <laughs> in the Mothman prophecies? <laughs> Can I just, Connor Young has never sounded no, like that. that it's was not upsetting. him, it's us. Yeah. I don't know what that was, but it was so Connor scary. did nothing Something wrong, it's not your fault. Something about the shower 
something about the I shower. Think, I think I heard the question. Um, so we do a, a sort of fun, it's improv So, you know, improv. Remember when that was a thing in the world? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, where we ask people sometimes to send us what ifs, and we just get to riff on oh, what okay. if. And, I, and we encourage I them to Connor- first go into the witness protection program and um, to then just sort of pass that voicemail through whatever filter makes the most sense for them. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Connor. Connor. I'm sorry. I think Connor asked if if Anne never needed her shower fixed. Yeah. Um, I missed the end of it. Can we hear it one more time? No, I remember. It's <laughs> what was it? So if Mark had never gone to fix the shower, which again was my the part of the B story I was really looking forward to, and they just knock out right away. Um, <sighs> what maybe what would the second date have been if it had been out in the world oh. instead of Connor? Yeah. Yeah. What would their second? Okay. Oh, and what if we Hannah and I did a little bit of reverse of I'll say it sleuthing and figured out that their first date was going to see the documentary Food Inc. So if that helps. Oh, they said they they said there was a a food documentary they wanted to see, and we we looked up the yeah. the date, and it was we decided wow. it was Food Inc. Well done, a horrible first date. Oh boy, yeah, it was yes. really Will. Will really figured it out. That Will is was the detective. A tough first date, mm-hmm. but but she so came what, away from that saying that was fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't, yeah. And then so. they go to the police station to get Aziz, um, not Aziz, I'm sorry, out of jail, to get Tom out of jail. Right. Um. So that was their first date. What would their second date have been if there wasn't a shower to fix? Okay. This is it. We're all pointing at Mary. <laughs> I like to let the listener feel what we're seeing. Because, <laughs> listener, I love you and I care about you. Yes. They, yeah, take they're it pointing home, at me. They, yeah. Yes, I'm going to bring it home right now. So, he was just drafting, right? He was at his draft table, okay? Yeah. She, now, she was just passing by and said, hey, my, sh- are you handy? Yeah. Yeah, so now, yeah. yeah. So, now, this time, she's going she's gonna to happen to be there and she's going to say, Hey, do you like do you like socks? Yeah, and, and then gonna, they uh, and he'll probably be like, "Yeah, I'm wearing two of them right now." And feel like I'm watching it. Yeah. And she'll be like, "That's so funny. I'm also wearing two of them." And the thing about socks is, you always need more. And then and then he'll be like, "Well, welcome to the weirdest second date." Ever. So that line would be the same. That line would be the same. And then she'd say, yeah, let's go to Kohl's. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's and, and then yeah. Andy will be there getting tent supplies at Kohl's. Exactly. And the same story will See, unfold. Yeah. yeah, you could really put that second date anywhere and we can find a way to make it work. Yeah, you can't break that the That was loop. such a great answer. Um, <laughs> that was great. I'm glad we pointed at you. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that I could really, uh, you know, perform under that pressure. (laughs) Do you miss UCB? Does this make you miss the improv? It does. This is the purest form of improv I've done since quarantine. And it does make me miss it. I mean, I'm yeah, I miss miss the stage. Mary is very good on the stage. (laughs) Unlike on TV, when I'm in the audience, I don't shout, it's Mary Holland. I do feel like- that energy. Well, the next time I yeah. get on stage, there's just gonna I'm gonna build in like a three second delay. It's gonna take a while for me to unlearn. Oh, unlearn yeah. that. Our next voicemail is from a good friend, uh, a Northwestern alum, 
uh, another podcast, RHAP gal. I don't know why I'm anthing this up so much. It's Allie Lasher is oh, calling great. in. Oh, great. Hi, Will and Hannah. It's your number one fan, Allie. And I need your help settling a debate with Akiva Winokur. Akiva thinks that all shows are either Seinfeld or Friends. He thinks that Parks and Rec is Seinfeld, and I'm adamant that Parks and Rec is Friends. I would explain more about the theory, but you guys are the TV experts. I feel like you can break it down and either say that it's totally ludicrous or that Parks and Rec is either Seinfeld or Friends. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. Hmm. Thanks, Allie. First, do we agree Thank with you, that Allie. theory? They didn't know Thank you were going to be here, Mary. We should have given them a heads up. Number one fan. Yeah, like I'm they, really, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Allie, I guess you hate me. So, um, well, but I'm here. Guess what? I'm here. Um, uh, yeah, that's an interesting theory because I'm, I really am, I'm, I'm like in my head, I'm like, okay, yes. And what, what is the difference between Seinfeld and Friends? Is, is, is it in Friends that everyone deep down loves each other and Seinfeld everyone maybe kind of <laughs> hates each other? By that description, it would no. be Friends. Yeah. Or not that. I, but I don't think that's true. That's not true. Well, to me, it feels like it feels more like Friends because I feel like such a common. The, there was a lot of in friends, people looking for love, people trying mm. to connect. And there were elements of that to Seinfeld, but it was mostly like, look at this specific thing that this person did and everybody reacting to that. Mm. Does that make sense? It's, it's le- like, I'm, I'm not really like in it for Jerry's to find out if Jerry finds true love. See, and I'm not also point. in the. Th- I'm not in the theory of every show is Seinfeld or Friends (laughs) because I think there's, first of all, probably endless more. But we've been doing a lot of like office comparisons because obviously this started as sort of inspired by uh, The Office. In a similar Um, style, mockumentary. Um, although Parks and Rec, spoiler, does not end with us like the sound guys in love with Leslie, which is like the end of, you know how unrealistic hope that put on me for a sound guy on Survivor falling in love with me because a sound guy fell in love with Pam throughout shooting her. Yeah. And that's no sound guy fell in love with me. Well, and they should, they should, they need to put a disclaimer in front of every episode that says like, listen, don't expect this to happen (laughs) to you. you. (laughs) So I guess the answer is if these are the two categories, we're leaning towards friends. I would say so. I I feel friends. I wonder if we'll hear from Allie again or ever see her again. I wonder if she'll ever acknowledge my presence. (laughs) Ugh. Uh, Next we have Christy with a C. I don't know why you needed to know it was with a C, but it is. (laughs) Hi, Hannah and Will. My name is Christy. Here's my take on why Mark was weird (laughs) when he went on his first date with Anne in the stakeout. I think Will was on the right track in terms of him wanting to go in a different direction. We know that Mark's MO with women is this very short-term kind of thing, and that's what he's good at, and that's what he's comfortable doing. But with Anne, he's playing the long game. In the hospital scenes, they show Mark and Anne forming this friendship, And I think that's supposed to show that he sees her as girlfriend material and that he wants to pursue a relationship with her. But that hasn't historically been his kind of thing, so 
when he tries to be a gentleman and act the way he thinks Anne would want to be treated, it feels kind of corny and awkward to him. So it is a bit of a 180, but it also kind of makes sense to me. Thanks, guys. Wow. Thanks, Christy, from call- for calling in, first off. Thank you, Christy. Um, what an incredible analysis. Very, yeah. very well done. Of more the stakeout focused, which is totally fine. Um, well, I'm pissed. <laughs> no, no, that's great. Um, yeah, it's very, uh, I really appreciate that kind of tracking of like, what are they setting up with these characters? Like really trying to understand what... It, it, the purpose of each scene, right? Mm. I mean, we Will and I did discuss for a while because in the stakeout, Mark sort of kisses Anne awkwardly on the cheek and is very bad on, like kind of dorky on the date in a very like endearing way, but a very weird way because up until this point, he's sort of met and slept with women all at once. Um, mm-hmm. And so we were we were questioning it. And I think this is great analysis. And Will, she agrees with you. Yeah, I I agree with her as well. We're on the same wow. page. We agree. Thank you, Christy, so much for calling in. This next call uh, is from Anonymous. So, Anonymous, let's listen. Hi, Pawnee Public Radio. This is a message from your listeners. Um, in response to your question last time about what we've gotten into over quarantine, it is Parks and Recreation. Many of us did not watch the show before and just started because of this podcast. And we're now like on season six. So thank you. All the listeners. This is the happiest I've ever been. I just like imagining. The listeners have responded. Oh, that's so sweet. Just 20 of them in a, in a, a gigantic trench coat. <laughs> Uh, oh my yeah. goodness. Thank you. Um, I'm so glad you've been listening, listeners. Some for the first time, and now you've binged through season six. Are you are you are you liking it? How's the weather where you are? I'm just gonna respond to this with even more questions. Um, but thank you so much, listeners. Uh I'm gonna continue talking to the listeners yeah. in mass. Well, it's, it's so uh, good to finally hear your voice. You know, we've been imagining who this listener is, and yeah, so right. it's nice to hear you. It was amazing how um, it, it sounded like one voice. Yeah. But that's what happens when mm. you have a unified mm. fan base. Yeah, the know? consensus uh, of being able to get on the same page. That's right. And that's where change that's right. comes from. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, usually the anonymous voicemail is my dad calling in a <laughs> sports guy dad. Um, he hasn't ca- called in this podcast, but I would like to take a moment for him for when he's listening as sports guy dad to check in. How are you guys feeling about the sports? Yeah, Mary, sports? All of them. Oh, I Mary, feel any sports thoughts? So great about them. Um, I'm really uh, in awe of the NBA, of the WNBA. I I have been watching. I've been following the LA Clippers in the playoffs. It's been very exciting. How wild that they're all just in a bubble in Disney World. It's just what a time to be living in. <laughs> Are they going on Splash Mountain in between games? I hope so. Otherwise, what's the point of all of this? <laughs> this has been a Sports Guy Dad moment for my Sports Guy Dad. Uh, the last voicemail is from Dan Sineski. First and last name. Thank you, Dan. Hey, Hannah and Will, this is Dan Sinensky with a suggestion on which office character completes the trifecta with Captain Holt and Ron Swanson. And I'm submitting 
Dwight Schrute because he is stoic, he is competitive, and he has a lot of skills that don't fit in with the office, and he's just very socially awkward. So, yeah. Great. Um, I don't, what's this trifecta? <laughs> uh, we were trying to, uh, someone emailed in and asked about a character uh, from The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Parks and Rec, like uh, a, a character from each that oh, connect. Oh, okay. I had come up with Captain Holt and Ron Swanson, but couldn't come up with a third. And so we had Stanley Hudson was one suggestion. Hmm. Now we have Dwight Schrute. Um, really tripping over my words here. Uh, but that was, I mean, yeah, I like, I like, I like this that. answer. Do you have, do you have a third, third one? And it, it is a character from The Office. Is that, that's. It were, yes. Okay. Well, it's, it's, if, if, even if it's a different threesome, um, one it. from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one from The Office, one from Parks oh, and Rec. I'm not terribly familiar with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so I'm just going to really wing it here. I would say. I would say Kelly Kapoor. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I would say my new trifecta trifecta is Vicky Herzog from Parks and Rec. Oh, yes, a beautiful character. And then um, from The Good Place, that really funny lady (laughs) that popped in. What was your line on the good place? Her, uh, oh, it was it was about was she funny. was uh, dog sitting for me, and she um, yes. and, and overfed my my dog. But my, <laughs> you have to carry it around in a wheelbarrow. That's right. It's that was what it is. It's yes, so over. It's been just overfed. Um, but my my character's name was Paula Ounce Rock, so I think that's very funny. Vicky Herzog, Paula Outsrock. Outsrock, yes. It's a play on Poundstone. And then that really funny lady in the AT&T commercial. So funny. Her name is um, Emma. It truly, that was was my character's name in the scripts. Hannah and I have talked about Uh, in, especially in Parks and Rec, but in, it feels like all of, kind of all like the Mike Schur shows is, it feels mm -hmm. like the... Like the featured, I mean, we just listed some of the featured roles that you played, but it feels like there's so much care and thought put into like making those, like even if it's just a line or a moment of like get, letting totally. that be just something to play with. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, it, it, totally. Can, that is a, a great observation. And my experiences of being on uh, Mike Sure shows is that there is there's such care taken all around like every single level of the process is so deliberate and thought through and you really feel that even when you're coming in to just do like you were saying a line you feel totally like you are you are a part of the story you're an important element to it and there's uh yeah you're you're valued in that way mm. well we we so appreciate you Coming on to the podcast, is there any are there any projects that you have coming up that you wanna that people should yeah. check out or listen to or I watch? I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. And um, yes, you can. Uh, there is a movie coming out this holiday season called Happiest Season. I'm so excited. That will be in theaters. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> around Thanksgiving. And um, I'm also on the TV show that was on Comedy Central that is now up all eight episodes of the first season. You can just binge to your heart's content. Uh, it's called Robbie, and it's on the Comedy Central YouTube channel. So yeah. check it out. So much good stuff. 
<laughs> no, we we so this was yeah, just the perfect combination of everything. And thank you. Yeah, thank you for being down. I think uh, listeners, I think you'd agree with me that this was pretty great having someone pop in. Listeners, I hope as great you'll as agree. Mary Holland. Oh my gosh. I hope you agree. I look forward to hearing your voice on the next episode to hear if you do agree, because I do need you to chime in about that for my own ego. Um, The rain has cleared up, so that's a plus. Oh, good. Yeah. That's great, because because I drove here in my convertible. Beautiful. Um, So I'm- (laughs) It's sopping wet, but it's not raining As long as I'm I'm not getting additional water, then I'm totally fine. Um. This is the best treat. Well, I almost said that we'll doorbell you out, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> doorbell well, we'll me let, out. We'll let our editor figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to send her out. Okay. All right, doorbelling out. Oh, wow. I've never Bye. been doorbelling out like Safe driving. Oh, she's driving so All fast. Right. Wow. <laughs> so fast. In her convertible, yeah. the top was down. It is soaking wet. Um, so good to see her. So because this is... So good to see her. Because this has been such a jam-packed episode, we are going to save our emails and tweets for the next episode, but what we're not going to save are compliments that people are sending in. No, we're addicted. We can't get enough of them. Five-star review time. (laughs) Straight to the veins. Because we have to read them. Yeah. Uh, Will, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm reading. Hannah, today I'm going to read a five-star review from um, Chris Unthink. Uh. It's called Recaps at Their Best is the title of this review. And Chris says, Hannah and Will are super funny talking about a super funny show. Little Sebastian, may he rest in peace, would approve. That is uh, high praise. Thank thanks, you very much, Chris. Chris. Um, I'm going to be reading the review from Mom Mopony, like Monopoly, but with Mom. Mm-hmm. 25. Amazing podcast. Hi, Hannah and Will. Hi, back. Wait, I don't need to respond. I love this podcast so, so much. Thank you. I just, oh, they didn't say thank you. This is my problem. I just start responding. I just started my first rewatch of Parks and Rec from season one. I usually start from season three, lol. Monopoly is now laughing aloud. Mm-hmm. I honestly forgot how good the first two seasons were. I am so excited for you guys to get further into the series and get to talk about some of the new characters who get introduced. Thank you guys for making this podcast. Not a lot of my IRL, that's in real life, friends, watch parks, like, like, slash, like it as much as me. So listening to the podcast every week feels like getting to talk to friends. Can't wait for the next episode, Two Hearts. That is Aww. so sweet. That's sort of exactly You're what a I... friend. Yeah, that's like exactly what I want it to that's feel like. That's the goal. <laughs> I want it to feel like when you're binging a show and you just like really want to chat with it with someone who loves it as much as you do or wants to deep dive into it as much as you do you turn us on we chat i ask you questions you town hall us back and we're all best friends (laughs) that's a good pitch yeah so like friends on the show seinfeld Mm -hmm. (laughs) um thank you so much thank you especially to desi williams and mary holland for being both our special guest and guest expert Hopefully, moving forward, you might see more special guests, more experts. You never know. It felt like a beauty pageant episode. It was just the whole episode was full of beautiful people. Feeling (laughs) thankful. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope our virtual living room felt welcoming.
And I hope you'll join us next week in our virtual kitchen. Yeah. Who knows? Who might show up? Dun, dun, dun. All right. Doorbell is off. See ya. Bye.